Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com and today we're going to be talking about managing your money as a technician. This is episode 26 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. All right, this episode is one of those episodes that I think everybody in the automotive world, every technician out there should listen to on their first day as a technician. This episode is so important to me. In fact, I went through and did a little bit more fine-tuning on it than I normally do, and I even have a couple of things that I want to add because I am so passionate and I feel so strongly about this topic. I have seen so many people pretty much have their lives destroyed because they didn't know how to manage their time and money as a technician, and let's be honest, they probably would have not done a great job of it uh, either way, no matter what they were doing, but it's vital in this industry to be smart with your money and manage it properly. A couple of things before we get into the show. If you guys like the show, want to help support what I do and all the hard work I do for you guys, check out the crew membership program. You get exclusive content videos from me. You get discounts to places like S&P Automotive, Eurowise, MT Knives, Sonic Tools, Kerma TDI, and more. In addition to that, you get the training manuals for the VW Audi classes that we teach. You get them as downloads. To go to those classes is 355 bucks a pop, so you get those included in your membership. If that's not your flavor, check out the Patreon I set up for you guys, or simply using my Amazon affiliate link to buy some of the tools that we're going to talk about today is free for you. Click the link, buy what you're going to buy, and I get a little credit for it. So like I mentioned, this episode is super important to me because I think so many people come into this industry, whether they went to technician school, whether they came up out of Service Express, not one, really not understanding flat rate and how to manage your time and efforts on that pay system. And kind of on that note, there's a lot of things that are really screwed up the way technicians get paid, the automotive world in general, and how they treat times for jobs. Some are way high, some are way low. Warranty times, aftermarket warranty times, insurance times. All of those problems, guys, everything that you have an issue with in the industry as far as how we're paid, for today, and for today only, we are going to put that on the shelf. We are going to take that out of the equation. I agree. There's a lot of jacked up stuff, but we're going to take that as a term that I really hate, it is what it is for the sake of today's show because we are not going to change that tonight. We're not going to change it by listening to this episode. We will have no effect on it. But what we can have an effect on, what we can influence is our behavior in the space. So all that crap, put it to the side for today. In this episode, we are going to talk about making money. We're going to talk about buying tools. I've done other shows about buying tools as well. I highly recommend that you listen to them. One of the big ones, and I went back and listened to this episode, and I think I have an even stronger standpoint on is staying out of debt. This is tool truck debt primarily that we're talking about today, but this is debt in general. Getting yourself into debt is a terrible thing. There's some debt you have to have, right? Most people have to have a debt to buy a house. Most people have to have debt to buy a car. I'm kind of all right with those. I have both of those. And in your first year, you probably do in some way need to have some debt to buy tools. 
the first year of being a technician is incredibly expensive, but getting into debt on three different tool trucks is stupid and easy to do. And I think I was a little soft on my position with this during the episode. So I just want to let you know, I am stronger on the do not get into debt on the tool truck than I have ever been, period. Try your hardest not to do it. This is so hard to do. The temptation is there. You guys have to work really hard on not getting into debt on the tool truck. As a new technician, you're coming into the industry, you're excited, you, you're you nervous, you don't know what to expect. All of your focus is on, okay, I gotta fix cars right. I gotta take care of this customer. I need to learn how to diagnose cars. And unfortunately, managing money and managing time because they go so hand in hand is something that a lot of tech schools and community colleges and automotive training facilities do not put any emphasis on. And that's crazy. This is so, so, so important. If you start off on a bad foot, not managing your time right, not managing your money right, getting into debt, you are going to be catching up for your entire career. This is so important that from day one, you have the strategy that it takes to be successful as a technician, but also to manage your money. If you manage your money well and are smart with your time and your hours, you don't have to play catch up. You don't have to work your eyeballs out to try and make 70 hours a week. You don't have to feel like, oh, if I don't make 70 hours, I'm not going to pay my bills. And that's the kind of thing that leads to taking shortcuts. It's incredibly irresponsible. And it's a horribly stressful life to live. For real, guys, I really want you to take this advice to heart. I want you to understand what it takes to manage your money and how important that truly is. Again, I feel like this episode should be mandatory for every technician on their first day working on flat rate anyway. And the sad part is, is shops don't put emphasis on this for a couple of reasons. A lot of times I don't think really they care. They just don't care about you and your livelihood and your lifestyle as long as you're there turning wrenches. But think about it this way. A technician that owes $3,000 to the tool truck dude is going to work harder. They're going to turn more hours. They're going to be less likely to walk away and quit. The dealership or the shop kind of has them. It's just like student loans. The company has you in this stranglehold that they know you're scared to get out of because you can't afford to. You can't up and quit and go somewhere else. They got you strung up. This to me is sick and disgusting, but let's be honest with each other. It's the way it is. So keep that in mind. The ability to know that you don't owe anybody anything. And if things did go south, you could lock your box, call a tow truck and get it towed home is an incredibly empowering feeling. It's one that I can't even describe to you because it wouldn't do it justice. I know normally I don't add a ton to these older episodes or edit them heavily at all, but this one, again, I wanted to make sure you guys understood just how important this stuff really is. Flat rate's a really volatile system. You can have a great week one week and then get crushed the next week. You know, one bad day can ruin an entire week. One bad week can ruin an entire month. Next thing you know, you're not making your mortgage payments. So uh, I wanna try and give you guys some of the things that I do personally to to sort of manage that roller coaster. This is not a show all about flat rate. I've already done that. You can check that out. I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes for you about that. Um, before we get really rocking and rolling, I need to tell you that I'm not 
as much of a surprise as it may be, a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. So if, uh, if you try this stuff and it doesn't work for you, I'm really sorry, but it's, uh, you know, this, I'm, I'm a technician. I, I fix cars for a living. So I don't give people financial advice. I just need to put that out there in case anybody has a problem. Not my fault. We also know we need to make money, right? We know we need to know we need to work flat rate. We need to be a good technician. We need to be an honest technician. All stuff for another show. This is specifically, again, about managing that money once it's ours. First up, this is the hardest slash easiest one, and that's buy tools smart. The first year of being a technician is very expensive when it comes to tools, especially if you're starting out with nothing, right? Toolbox like this is probably $6,000 new. Buying used tools is, and toolboxes especially is a great way to save, save some money on it. I only paid 900 bucks for this thing on Craigslist, so you can really save a ton on getting used toolboxes. Used tools I'm a little iffy with, especially when it's from somewhere like a pawn shop. If it's on the tool truck, I feel really good about it. Uh, most of the tool truck guys are really good, really honest people. Uh, despite, despite some of the funny names I know you guys have for them, um, you know, they're, they're there to do their thing and uh, taking care of us helps them. So buy tools smart, use boxes when you can, make lists. Uh, I was really bad about this when I was a young technician. And looking back, I wish I would have been better at it. And that's just write down throughout the week the tools that you need. Then you can either, you know, go on the tool truck if, if it's something that you need to buy from the truck. If it's something you can buy online, buy it online. So this Streamlight, this Streamlight flashlight that I carry with me all the time, this one, you can see where it rubs my pocket knife. They're like 20 bucks on Amazon. On the tool truck, they're like 30. Now the tool truck one might say Matco on this side and Streamlight on the other side, but who cares, it's a flashlight. If it's something that's not branded from the truck, like a Snap-on wrench, look on Amazon because you can usually get it quite a bit cheaper. And I know the tool truck guys don't want me to say that, but trust me, I buy a ton of stuff on Amazon and it's really a good way to go, a good way to save a couple bucks. So yeah, buy selectively on the truck. You don't need to get everything on there uh, all at once. Try, 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 try. And I've done it before, so I know how hard it is. Try not to get in debt on the truck. You can rack up thousands and thousands of dollars on the tool truck like that. It's it's very easy. You know, you get on the truck and you're all excited and there's tools everywhere and it's a really cool environment and the the tool truck drivers are usually pretty high pressure. Mine mine aren't. They're good guys, but I know we've had some of them that have been, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this. And uh, they tell you it's only 40 bucks a week, 30 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, but... Just think about how much that is a month. It's generally about a car payment. So you don't want to have a car payment worth of monthly payments for a, a box to put your tools in. Tools tools is probably the hardest, again, hardest slash easiest one one out there. Uh, the one that we really adopted, me, we being my wife and I, really adopted early on in my career was living below our means. I make a really good living fixing cars, but you know I don't live all the way past that. Um, we figured out what bills we could afford if I made $40 an hour, or excuse me, $40 an hour, I wish, $15 an hour at 40 hours a week so that if for some reason I got hurt or something happened and I had to take an extreme pay cut, we'd be able to afford everything. So think about what you made as a young technician at a very low hour per week rate and try and live off of that, you know, base it to 35 to 40. Like I said, we used 40 um, at $15 an hour. And I can tell you, I make generally more than 40 hours a week and I do make more than $15 an hour now. So that was a way we were able to really ride out those, the slow times because the shop gets slow and, uh, 
you only have limited control over some of that. You know, we can do we can do a lot of things like multi-point inspections and really looking cars over well and a whole bunch of other things. I've done a whole show on what to do when the shop is slow, but we can't control the traffic coming into the door. So we need to make sure that we're saving for the slow times and and not dumping all our money on uh, on stuff in the good times. I uh, also set up auto deposit out of my weekly check. So, you know, whatever, 100 bucks, 50 bucks, uh, just right into my savings. I don't have to do anything. It works really well. We've been able to save a ton of money doing that. Uh, if you're not online banking, what century do you live in? How, how are you functioning in the modern world? So set that up. Even 15 bucks, you know, they tell you throw 15 bucks a week in your 401k or whatever. Um, 15 bucks a week is very, very, very little unless you're razor thin margins. Um, and it adds up very quick. So that's what I would do. Uh, aside from avoiding tool debt, avoid all the rest of the debt. You know, I had a time where, uh, I was an idiot too, man. Um, I must've been 18, 19, 20, something like that. And I got my first credit card and went on vacation with my buddy and bought a bunch of crap and, you know, racked up a bunch of credit card debt and had zero, zero, that much to show for it. And uh, worked really hard to pay it off, sold the car that I drove at the time. Uh, and all that was actually in order to be able to afford to go to UTI. So it's probably why I got a lot more out of it than a lot of people. But anyway, you know, just try and avoid that as much as you can. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. If you want that kind of stuff, you know, find Dave Ramsey. But he yells at everybody for not uh, or for getting themselves into debt. So his advice on debt is is really top notch. So I take it. You can take it if you want. Again, all this is just what I do. <laughs> if you guys don't want to do it, it's really up to you. But trust me, not having to you know kill yourself to make seventy hours a week uh, every week is really nice. And then, like I said before, there's times where it's just plain slow, and there's nothing you can do about the cars coming in the door. Also, remember all this when you're thinking about buying that brand new, uh, nice brand new car. I say that as I'm like jonesing for one of those new Jetta, or excuse me, one of those new Golf Sport wagons. Those things are beautiful. What else can we do to sort of ride this roller coaster out? We need to know when the slow times are. We also need to know when the busy times are. So, like I said, it's a roller coaster, right? Busy time, slow time, busy time, slow time. And we want to just level that out. So, Let's say this week we have 60 hours. We need to take 20 of those hours worth of pay and put it to the side for next week because next week we might only have 20 hours. Well, that's leveled and now we've averaged 40 hours. But if we spent that extra 20 hours, now we only got 20 hours in the bank. So really, really focus on leveling out all the high and low spots. We want to bring up our lows. Uh, you know, we obviously want as many high weeks as we can, but... Um, we want to really bring the low weeks up and, uh, you know, avoid them if we can, if we can just make the time, it doesn't become quite as big of an issue, but I'm telling you guys, especially you young guys, there's going to be a tough weeks. Um, you senior veteran guys, you guys know there's tough weeks coming. It could be the week of Christmas, next week's Christmas. If you're watching this soon after it came out, Christmas is slow. Usually the day or two before is, is fairly steady with people going out of town. The day after Christmas is usually really slow. And uh, we want to make sure we, again, level it all out. That's what I do. You know, pay attention, write down in your calendar when the slow times are. For me, uh, traditionally Christmas, the week of Thanksgiving can be either really good or really bad. I plan for it to be bad. Uh, in North Carolina, the week of the state fair, oddly enough, uh, really does affect our business. It hadn't in the past, but this year it, it really did. When else? Tax season 
is really tough. Winter is actually our busy time. Winter, like middle winter, middle of summer are really busy times, but I don't plan for that because summertime could be a hurricane. We could be shut down for two weeks. Wintertime, there could be a snowstorm. We could be shut down for a week. We don't know what's going to happen specifically. So we need to make sure that we're trying to level out as much as we can, save as much money as we can, and uh, not be stupid and buy, you know, a $10,000 toolbox. And, and I say that because I've done it. Well, guys, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I know I dropped a ton of information on you in, in pretty quick manner, but um, this is super important stuff. Again, this is things that um, I think is really lacking in the automotive training world. Uh, I remember UTI touches on it, but you know, you're know you also young and ready to fix cars, so a lot of that stuff gets put on the back burner. But this is super important stuff. I've seen a lot of guys fail uh, and, and get into, get themselves into financial troubles, you know, bankruptcy and whatnot. If I can help you guys avoid that, I'd <laughs> be honored to do it. All right. So I hope you guys take to heart what we talked about today and how to structure your time, how to put money aside and save it for that rainy day, that rainy week, that week that you got crushed and didn't make any money. It is so important guys. And I really do hope that you learn something and you can more importantly, implement what works for you in your life to make sure that you don't get behind and get yourself in a bad way. All right, if you guys have any questions, comments, things you want to add, other tips for managing your time and money as a technician, head over to humblemechanic.com, drop them down in the comments section. You know what? That's just exactly what the comments section is for. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Snapchat. If you guys want to go back and watch this video, there's links on the blog, episode 26. You can watch the video. You can read the comments on YouTube. There's some pretty good comments over there as well. And hey, if you're digging the audio only versions of this show, do me a huge favor. Head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast and drop a review. If you think it's worth five stars, that's awesome. I really hope that you think that. If you don't, that's cool. Give it the review you think it's worth. I really do appreciate the time you guys are taking to do that for me. It truly does mean a lot. If you feel like the show is valuable and you want to help support it, give it a share. Check out the crew membership. Hit the Amazon link. Leave it a review. All that stuff really does help. And I can't thank you guys that do that enough for helping me out. All right, with that, I'm out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.